0: we can become the living, breathing, wonderworking saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and I'm really excited by you joining me for conversation today, and also with my guest Mario Costabile. Mario is the founding member and executive director of Array of Hope, and that's Array like a radar array, A R R A Y, and this is something that has been on mario's heart um for a long time uh he's been involved in music and film for over 40 years he's produced film and you know content for uh film and music uh, been involved with you you name the channel he's been involved with them mtv vh1 discovery channel sci-fi you know doing broadway productions etc but He had a conversion, you might say, or a reversion, in which he really became passionate about wanting to share the person of Christ. And actually, he speaks about how people need to experience Christ. And our conversation that we had was about how he is doing that today, particularly with his new... um, Uh, endeavor uh, called Array of Hope. And pretty much it's a new app channel that you can go and get great content from. And for those of us, especially who are parents, who um, are adults, who are looking for good content uh, that is going to uh, inspire us and bring us hope and encouragement in a very depressing world today. A ray of hope really fills that need. And uh, so I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. I hope that it inspires you and gives you hope about how it is that our Lord will work through our lives in the midst of anything. Uh, so even if we quote our not on the right path, and then he brings us back. He uses everything for the good. So again, I hope that you really enjoy this conversation, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have a really wonderful guest that I'm very excited to allow him to be able to speak with you, especially about the work that he's doing because it really is transforming the nature of media and the opportunities that we have to bring really wholesome and good media into our homes. And that is so very, very important in our culture today. So Mario Costabile, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Christina. Nice to be here with you.
0: Um, it, it's uh, definitely my pleasure being able to connect with someone who has obviously um, been on the forefront of doing this kind of work for, for years. And you know, so actually, for people who might not have heard of you or what it is that you're about, um, would you go ahead and share a little bit about how you got to where you are right now?
1: Well, uh, I founded A Ray of Hope uh, just uh, a little over 12 years ago. Uh, we are a multimedia event organization. Uh, I'm a music and film producer by trade. I did that, uh, I like to say, in another lifetime, uh, another many years ago. I did that for 35, 40 years. Uh, and then I transitioned to utilizing my gifts and talents to serve the Lord and to serve his church. Uh, So and Ray of Hope is is just uh, an organization that initially uh, through live events, through concerts, through music, through witness, uh, shared the faith in a way that was riveting, uh, relatable, uh, uh, drew people to uh, being entertained, but then revealing the beauty of the church. Uh, And then we expanded. Uh, We started creating films and music and we got into television. And now, you know, we created our own channel.
0: Uh, and, you know, and I've been on a Array of Hope, and uh, it, it's been wonderful to see what is there, um, the, the the live, you know, shows, but then also, um, for me, uh, my experience has been uh, kind of, you know, it seems to be really uh, geared towards a more evangelization, rather than a more intellectual, learn more about the faith, although you have that as well, mm-hmm. um, but Uh, So kind of how has it come together, these different kind of components that you were talking about?
1: Well, uh, to to, to your point, uh, I I think initially people um, are drawn to our Lord. They're drawn to Christ, to the person of Christ, right? So they need Mm -hmm. to feel him. They need to experience him. So um, a a lot of our content is uh, created and produced in such a way uh, to express the commonality that we all have as people. Uh, the, um, the, uh, the, the communion that we are not only as a, a human race, but in communion with his church. So mm-hmm. we try to draw people into a place that is familiar to them. And, and those are our emotions. Those are our ex- things that we express and feel, and then point them toward God. Uh, we do have content that is created to stimulate, stimulate the intellect. And, through my own personal faith journey, that's how I was able to grow closer to God is by developing my intellect and understanding uh, the teachings of our church and understanding who God is. So we have a little bit of every everything on our channel for, for, for people uh, of all ages, uh, but you are right. There's a lot of stuff to just draw people in emotionally uh, to, met, to make them feel and experience who God is and the beauty and the love that God wants to share with us.
0: I heard you um, as you were sharing about kind of how things have, you know, come about, um, kind of sharing about what you and how and your own journey and how that is kind of helped you say, hey, we probably need to have this kind of content. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share a little bit more about and you also alluded to it in your own introduction, a little bit about how it was that your faith journey, you know, really informs and has been informed by the work that you're doing right now.
1: Well, um, I wasn't always like this. Uh, you know I w- I'm a cradle Catholic uh, and was raised in, in a uh, modest Catholic family. My parents were immigrants from Italy. so we went to church but we didn't go to church that often. Uh, but I you know I married uh, young in my 20s and a young Catholic woman. Uh, we raised our kids Catholic. as a matter of fact, we had enough wherewithal to say, you know we want to put our kids in Catholic school and we put them in Catholic grammar school and most went to Catholic high school and and some even went to Catholic college. So we always had the Catholic mindset. But to be honest, I I wasn't really uh, living the Catholic walk or living the Catholic faith in in a a way that was really genuine or intentional. Uh, It wasn't until I kind of hit my 50s uh, that I started to seek purpose. And I, I tried to understand, well, you know, if this God is real, because I had doubts and, and I didn't understand the Catholic church really, or his, its teachings. Um, I went on a sort of like a, I didn't have a um I I didn't have a, a midlife crisis, but I had a sort of like a crisis of faith as mm-hmm. I got older uh, because I became fearful. I said, look, if there's an eternity uh, and if there's a heaven or a hell, you know, where am I going to end up? And, and I looked at myself honestly, and I was saying, don't know if I'm going to make it to heaven. So I've got to, I've got to, first of all, make sure if I need to change my life, uh, to, in order for you to get to heaven, but also I need to understand what it is that, that I've always been believing my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I went into this journey and, and, and the Lord presented these, uh, things in my life that um, I call them uh, sort of epiphany moments. And I had three of them Mm -hmm. in my life as I started getting older and the Lord was, you know, steering my, my, uh, my path, you know? Um, And uh, it was really when I hit my fifties and things started happening that uh, through the grace of God, that God was uh, allowed me to really understand with clarity, uh, you know, who God is, what his church stood for, what the teachings of the church meant, what the sacraments were, and, and that the sacraments are real. Uh, and through that realization, I was able to hear a calling uh, later in life that my, the Lord wanted me to change my life, not only for me personally, but to share what I learned and witnessed uh, through the, my skills and my abilities and my talents. Um which come very natural for me. I've always been a, someone that has been able to communicate through media, through music, through film, uh, and that's how Array of Hope kind of started. Uh, and, and and sort of to to answer the latter part of your question, you know, me being engaged now in evangelization, which I've never did in my entire career. Uh, It's beautiful because I, uh, I'm constantly being fulfilled and affirmed. uh, Mm -hmm. And it's very rewarding. I mean, it's beautiful to be working for the creator of the universe, really. I mean, it's like, it's like a joy that I never experienced.
0: I can so identify because actually, you know, uh, beginning my podcast, and then I've done a couple of summits bringing people together uh, once the pandemic uh, hit, and I found a a, a true passion, something that I I very much enjoy. Um, Mm. And so, um, but speaking of which, just like I've had pivots, uh, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, how has the pandemic kind of informed, you know, what it is that you're doing right now?
1: Well, you know, uh, when the pandemic hit, we're an event organization, really, Mm -hmm. from from the core. So we do typically between 40 to 50 events a year. So when the pandemic hit in March, sort of that's when things got really shooken up, all our events went away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have 10 employees, we have a staff. I'm like, you know, what is an organization such as ours going to do with no events? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I had to discern. I had to, you know, um, uh, we had to sort of reinvent ourselves and we realized that, Um, The church was in desperate need to continue catechetical programs, to continue formation programs. And our live events and our retreats were so engaging and so interactive that I thought, well, maybe we can create a platform and a virtual platform that people can still um, uh, be catechized and have a retreat, but online. Mm -hmm. And it took us you know, it took us a good three months to figure out the hardware, the software, to see what works, what doesn't work. Uh, but but S- September of that year, we launched our virtual platform of virtual events. And from March of the following year, we did just under 70 events in six months. So it was astounding that, you know, the Holy Spirit was affirming what we were, 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 were being told by the Holy Spirit, and the church needed the service that we were providing. So we were able to do these events all over the country uh you know and we were able to reach you know dioceses and, and parishes that ordinarily we wouldn't have been able to reach so um you know t- to answer your question um uh, i have to say that you know the we thrived during the pandemic because we were able to find the need and able to serve the church in a way that was beautiful and very fulfilling
0: yeah it, it it's amazing to me to see how it is that um some people will you know uh be faced with challenges and it'll just you know cripple them um and then others who as you were saying discern you know really root yourself in what is it that God is calling us to and then you see them flourish you see you see them almost come alive and um it's wonderful to see that that has happened for you all because you really are filling a great need um, so like for example uh, you guys just launched a new app and also you know a channel for families uh, you know mm-hmm. to stream um, so speak a little bit more about that and how it might be different from a yeah. platform like formed or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, when we when we launched the virtual uh, platform, which was different than our channel, we realized that you know um, this is the way of the future. Uh, people access all kinds of information on their phones, on mm-hmm. their desktops, and their computers. It's really the way people ingest media, ingest content. So uh, I always had a desire to put. We have hundreds of films that we created to put it somewhere that was would be safe. You know, some mm-hmm. safer than YouTube or or safer right. than these social medias, so no one fearfully could rip them down. So mm-hmm. we said, you know, we have to develop something that's ours, you know, an app, uh, a channel. A- and that's when we started to develop, well, maybe we can incorporate to put all our films in one place, but then, but maybe we can incorporate the virtual platform into the channel and the app. And that's exactly what we did. So to answer your question, um, you know, praise be to God, there's, there's things like Formed and Word mm-hmm. on Fire and, and these other platforms, because the more the merrier, right, we need as much evangelization uh, on our culture as possible to affect people's Mm -hmm. lives. But what we're doing that's a little different than the others is that we have this virtual live component. So we're, we're doing virtual, you know, retreats through our platform, we're doing Weekly shows, Rise Up Live, that we just launched last week, uh, where it's a Catholic variety show, um, uh, and we're also all, you know, going to be launching other similar types of weekly shows and bi-weekly events. So I think that's what makes us different: uh, is that we have that live component, the interactive mm-hmm. component, and also the content, as we talked about earlier in the interview, is really geared toward a, a personal encounter with Christ, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like these, these other platforms like forum, they've got the catechesis down, you know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Right. I mean, they're, they're, we're actually on formed as well. Some of our content. So we wanted to find the, the, the cracks. We wanted to find what needed, uh, what the church is in need of. And we're finding that, that personal encounter, that uh, relational uh, understanding of who Christ is. And that's the content that we're developing. Uh, It's very youthful in nature. Uh, It's very young, there's music centric, there's a lot of music, Uh, there's a lot of fast moving uh, imagery. Um, So in that regard, I think that's what's making this different. And that's what people are attracted to, uh, to our channel, because it's, you know, it's new, it's engaging, it's fun, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. oh
0: a- amen for that um amen. I mean, so, so it, it, it's something where you made mention of doing you know things like with you know dioceses and apostolates and you know retreats and stuff um how is it that uh, a diocese like for example my own uh, might be able to reach out and to partner with you guys
1: yeah so um simply just go to our website array a r r a y of hope.org or .net. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to go into our little world and they do they could click on our live events or they could click on the watch section, which brings us to our channel. Uh, and they could just, you know, they could organize a retreat for uh, for us uh, to uh, come to either come in person to the diocese or the parish or do a virtual event. Uh, what's really neat is that um The virtual component and the channel now just kind of adds another spoke in the wheel per se. It's just another thing that we do. We're still trying to get back to doing live events. It's difficult. Some people are still a little scared, but they're sort of lessening that fear and inviting us back to the parishes and to the diocese. But this virtual component and the channel is allowing us to go to parts of the country that ordinarily we'd not be able to get to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in that regard, it's really exciting. Uh, So the channel has really allowed us to really broaden our reach, you know, uh, which is exciting for our team because, um, you know, we have a young team here that is just on fire and, and, and loves to spread the gospel.
0: Hmm. And, and you cannot cannot manufacture that enthusiasm and that love for our lord and it's so apparent when people are doing what it is that they really know that this is what the lord has put upon them to do Um, and the content the result the fruits of all of that is is just wonderful Um, so you, you kind of have been mentioning about music and retreats and different things so what what might be a couple of your favorites that are that that are on array of hope
1: Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff on there. Like we have a series called uh, Everyday Heroes, and the Everyday Heroes is, you know, uh, exemplifies ordinary people doing extraordinary things and how we should all aspire to going outside of our safe zone and and serve people. So we have a segment there. We have a segment called Spotlights where we have noted Catholic. Presenters or people that are well known in the Catholic space and spotlighting their careers or what they're doing with their with their lives. Um, we have a series called Fatima Gems, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And we produced this a couple of years ago, and it's a 13-part series where uh, we show in a contemporary way the importance of Our Lady's apparitions in Fatima, and mm-hmm. what what is she saying in today's culture. You know, three, four years later. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, those are some of my favorites. Of course, our music videos are very enjoyable because I'm, I'm a musician by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, we just launched this thing called the happiest mothers and daughters, where it's a, a woman explaining um, how important it is to establish a relationship with your daughter and how that bond is uh, important to helping a young woman understand uh, points of chastity or, or finding a, a husband uh, and building that relationship and having a conversation between a mother and a daughter. So there's a lot of things. We just, uh, we're doing a whole segment now uh, and we're bringing well-known theologians. Uh, we've had f- Scott Hahn, Peter Mm Kraft on here, Dr. Peter Kraft. we -hmm. just did a series that hasn't even been released with on uh, Father Dwight Longenecker, who's a Mm -hmm. thinker and theologian. And uh, so, I mean, we are doing some deeper dives, you know, that people that want to go a little bit deeper in their faith. And we actually have a section called deep dives, deeper dives, (laughs) that is allowing people that want to go a little bit deeper into their Catholic faith and Mm -hmm. understand things. I mean, that was that was the thing with me in my growth and, and my journeys that uh, I needed to, I needed to understand it first uh, for me to be convinced that it's real. I mean, I felt God, uh, but I, you know, I, I felt that I needed more convincing. So me reading a lot of literature and and reading the scriptures and doing Bible Bible study helped me deepen my faith. So it is important. I think once we establish a relationship with our Lord and, uh, uh, have a a, a, a a relationship with Christ, we need to go a little bit deeper so we can really fully experience what God has intended intends for us.
0: Definitely. Um, I often, um, you know, I have to be reminded constantly um, about the fact of how is it that I can go and, you know, say, this is, you know, this is my Lord, this is who I want to spend eternity with, but yet Mm. I'm not willing to spend time with him here, and also I don't know that much about him, so, Mm. you know, it's going to be an awkward eternity um, in in that regard, so um, how Mm. how very true. Um, What, you know, I I was just wondering, what's been probably the most challenging thing for you on this journey to be able to uh, go about the work that you're doing?
1: Hmm, well, um, I, I've been entrepreneurial and self-employed my entire life, and um, I had a recording studio. I was an independent record and film producer, so I was always pretty much independent and out there, um, you know, uh, looking for work and being successful at it. Uh, when you start a nonprofit, a five hundred one c three entity, this was completely new and foreign to me, and. Uh, it was the only way I could do what I do, and part of having a nonprofit uh, is that you have to ask people for money. So right. it's always challenging to try to keep everything afloat. You know, you always have to make sure that you're being a good steward of the money that people are donating to you, and you have to make sure that you're not overspending. And and now, like I said, we have over ten employees, we have several consultants, so we have grown considerably over the past two three years. So. Not that that's difficult, because I've learned to trust uh, and uh, uh, really strengthen my the virtue of patience, and 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 really rely that you know this is not mine, this is God's, and and if God wants us to be successful and wants it to thrive, God's gonna make it happen. So it's. but that's challenging because I'm human. And I, you know, I, I, like everyone else, uh, fear is, is a real emotion and and stress. And uh, so those are the challenges, you know, in running an organization that I find that has very little to do with, you know, the actual component of the evangelization that the organization does. But, you know, to answer your question, I think that's what's, and I think anyone that runs an organization uh, that is a nonprofit, that's always something that they, we have to deal with, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, so in your own spiritual life, what's been the one habit or practice uh, you know that's been key for you in being able to live out the life that God created you for?
1: Well, um, I think uh, for me, uh, it, it, I've had to be a bit more extreme in uh, being intentional about Developing and strengthening my spiritual life only because I'm running a, a spiritual organization mm-hmm. that is bringing people to the Catholic Church, right? I would be mm-hmm. a hypocrite, or I would be someone that's disconnected of the very mission that we're doing. So, um, since I came this later, came to this and later in life, um, uh, and uh, was obedient to a calling, uh, it was it was a, a process for me. So um, initially. Um, of course you have to pray, right? You have mm-hmm. to, you have to first and foremost, have a relationship with Christ. But I think, um, uh, and, and what are those prayers like? Well, I do the rosary, I try to do the rosary every day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's very important, building that, that uh, discipline to uh, having a relationship with Our Lady. That's something that came later in my life as well. I didn't know who Our Lady was. And it was a multiple of things that happened that I became aware of her and then realized the importance of her uh, relationship uh, with us as our mother, but also her intercessory ability to speak to her son for mm-hmm. us. Uh, and then I do, you know, I have a, a devotion to Sister Faustina. So mm-hmm. we do the Divine Mercy Chaplet as an organization every day at three o'clock and we broadcast live on our Instagram channel. So mm-hmm. uh, those are very fundamental things that I that I do. Um, I encourage our team and I try to do this myself. I, you know, I'm a daily communicant. So I try to go to church and mass every day. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do that is certainly you hear the gospel and it, it, it penetrates and goes in you. But first and foremost is to receive the Eucharist, to receive the sacrament, which gives us Supernatural ability—it it provides grace, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I need. I need that every day. I need it because then I, I can't—I can't be the sponge and absorb what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. So there's a lot of responsibility, uh, and uh, as, as a person in my position, because I, I have to have my ears wide open uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through me, so I can direct and be the leader necessary to run array of hope so mm-hmm. and, and and those are like those are necessities you know and and I and I find it that i become weakened spiritually if i miss mass a few days in a row or mm-hmm. if i slack off on doing the rosary or if i miss things because it's like it's like my it's like my food it's like my mm-hmm. nurch it's like my nutrients that keeps mm-hmm. me sharp you know so but i would encourage that to anyone that wants to stay sharp and and have Uh, a strong uh, relationship and be able to hear the Lord. Sometimes my colleagues or friends will say, well, you know, I I can't hear God. You know, what Mm -hmm. is he trying to say to me? It's like, you know, I don't get it, you know? Uh, But it's like anything else. I mean, you have to allow time for that relationship to grow. You have to provide time for silence to be able Mm -hmm. to hear God. And how are you silent? Well, you you have to be quiet. You have to go (laughs) into a space that there's no noise you know, which is really hard, but you get better at it. So, you know, um, and these are all disciplines that, you know, once you start doing them, you get better at it. Um, It's like, my background is, you know, I was telling you, I'm a musician by trade and I only got good at what I do professionally uh, because I practiced all Mm -hmm. the time and practice creates discipline and, Mm -hmm. and you, it's like, it's like a muscle that forms. I mean, essentially, that's what a virtue is, right? It's developing that yep. muscle to the point that it's like becomes ordinary, it becomes typical, mm-hmm. it, it, topical rather, you know, rather typical. Uh, it, it just happens, you know. That's the beauty of a virtue, practicing your virtues. Mm-hmm. So um, I, w- I want to share that with your viewers is that, you know, you have to be intentional, you have to set your mind at doing it, or else it's never going to happen. And, and that relationship and that um, feeling of being one with our Lord will never happen. And I could tell you from experience, and it's not, I'm like that, you know, it doesn't happen every day, but being connected to our Lord, and you know, Christina, is that it's euphoric. You know, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing, it's like having a little bit of heaven on earth, you know, just being able to be affirmed and, and say, yeah, I, I I feel you, God. I, I understand. Yet yeah, I, I I feel confident that what I'm hearing or what I'm feeling or the the, uh, the 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 space that you're putting me in is what you want me to do.
0: Mm. So very important. And thank you for such beautiful wisdom. Uh, mm. You know, we we need to be reminded of it, or if we haven't heard it for the first time, to hear it. Mm. So thank you for that. Um, I, I can't believe that our time is just about out so just a Sorry. little bit of fun uh, no 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 it's awesome um so uh a little bit of fun and particularly because you're in uh, it's been involved in media and film and, and music for so long um what what's your what's your favorite book or movie or tv show or uh, or album
1: well i'm a huge Beatles fan so okay, I love the Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I love the Beatles, uh, uh gosh, my favorite book, huh? I don't have, um, you know, uh, I don't have any particular. When I when I got back into the faith, I, I read a lot of Scott Hahn books initially. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, I read some Peter Crave books. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I tried to ingest. Uh, you know, say St Thomas Aquinas or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just I don't really have a favorite book. You know, uh, uh, one of my bad habits is I I, I read, you know, like. Three, four or five books at the same time which is really bad but I, you know I have a whole wall of books that I haven't even read yet. so mm-hmm. I, I like to read unfortunately I don't have as much time as I would like to have to read them but yeah. um, and my favorite movie I, I don't think I have a favorite movie either although I like um, um, it's a wonderful life. I watch that oh, with my yeah. kids I, like, I watch that with my kids every Christmas time and mm-hmm. my kids have learned to love it and and uh, it, it's certainly a beautiful movie, right?
0: it is it is um very much so i would be completely remiss if we ended our time without giving people an opportunity to know exactly how it is that they can connect with you and array of hope and how they can get started you know yeah, if they yeah. want to you know start watching how how can they do that
1: i think the best way to to connect with array of hope is go to our, our website which is uh, array a r r a y of hope uh, dot org and that will bring you to our channel. That will bring you to our Spotify channel for our music. It's really the hub to direct you to wherever you want to go to see anything about Array of Hope. I'll definitely put it
0: in the show notes, but for, for people who are watching and listening, jot it down um, and uh, and go now. <laughs> so I Amen. always come up with resolutions at the end of my podcast for people and, and that will be one. Go and uh, get on a, a ray of hope and, and start you. enjoying and watching. And so it has been such a pleasure to spend time with you yeah, today. Likewise, I, likewise. I very much appreciate it. And for everyone out there, know of all, my continued prayers that you're able to continue to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless. So do you want to make a difference in the life of someone you love? You want to make the difference in the life of a good friend? Well, there's no better way to do that than to invite them to Alpha Online. Alpha Online is a series of sessions that is set to help you and your friend explore the Christian faith and be able to ask questions as we learn about Jesus. Each session looks at a different question that talks about faith and is designed to help us really reflect deeply on the big questions of life. So, If you're interested and you really want to make a difference in the life of someone you care about, invite them to Alpha Online. You can go and you can register at the Say Yes to Holiness website, sayyestoholiness.com. Hope that you decide to join me each and every Monday night from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, go and sign up at sayyestoholiness.com, and I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyes 2 or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.